Welcome to Queer Speak. I'm Pandora Scooter. This is a really special occasion. We are here in Jersey City at Hudson Pride Connections, a Pride Center that has existed for, uh, I don't know, a couple decades. Um, It's a uh, center where Stephen and I actually have been uh, associated for a long time. We did an open mic series. uh, we did a, a out of the box uh, here for about a year or two years. <laughs> that was my phone, which is supposed to be on airplane mode, but apparently isn't because it just rang. So um, anyway, you can see we're real casual here at Queer Speak. Um, so today it's a very special day because I'm doing one of the things that I find to be amazing and one of my favorite things, which is talking to LGBTQ youth. This is definitely something that is a privilege of mine to do as a as an activist in our community and it is also something that I'm honored to be able to sit in a room with um, young folks who are in the community and find out what's going on for them. So um, without talking too much more about me and how excited I am to be here, um, I wanna welcome Tiger, Jaylin, Jaylin, is that right? Yes. Okay, Jaylin, Tyree, Lily, Connor, Kay, and Cedric. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. (laughs) So, in order to keep things clear for you who are listening, we've asked everyone to just say that their name before they speak. Um, There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of us on the mics. Thanks to Stephen. Thank you, Stephen, for setting this all up. This is a first for Queer Speak that we have so many people uh, on the show. Very excited. And let's get the uh, introductions going. So, Tiger, would you just introduce yourself? Yes. Um, hello, my name is Edwin Labrada, also known as Tiger. I am a gay male. I'm 26 years old and currently live in Jersey City. Great. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jalen Spencer. I'm 21 years old. I'm also a gay male. Um, also known as a white woman. Um, <laughs> I'm just really excited to be here. That's great. Okay, moving along. I can't along. with him. Um, Dr. Tyree Oradine. Thank you very much. Also known as Mama, Mom to a lot of oh, my babies. Mama's. Auntie. Auntie, all that stuff. Mama Tyree. Um, Mama Tyree, right, exactly. Um, I am... A doctor. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah <laughs> but I was... Age out. I mean, no. I mean, this year I decided to be... No, like last year I decided to be 26. This year I'm not sure how old I'm going to be yet. I haven't decided. Um... <laughs> But I know her real age. Sis head. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Sis head. Lily. Um, so my name is Lily Beth Nova, but everyone calls me Lily. My gender pronoun is her. Um, 21 years old, and I live in Jersey City, and I consider myself a lesbian who's just very fluid. What's up? I'm Connor. Uh, my pronouns are he, his. Um, I'm a fellow ally of the LGBTQ community. I'm also an intern at Hudson Pride. Uh, so, yeah. Hey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name is Kay. Um, 
I'm a Youth Connect intern. My pronouns are her, hers, she. she? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Afro-Peruvian, and I'm 22 years old. Uh, my name is Cedric. I am 18 years old, high school student. I identify as a heterosexual transgender. I was born and raised in Jersey City, and now I live in Bayonne. Um, I've been transitioning since last year. I am currently five and a half months on testosterone. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, uh, and I am a twin. I have a twin sister. Uh, now I identify as, uh, what is it called? Not identical. Fraternal. fraternal. Yeah, fraternal. Um, I am majoring this fall coming uh, college of nursing at Hudson and uh, I will be after my two years I will be transferring to NJCU for my bachelor's and hopefully and I I am graduating high school June 20th and I'm kind of proud of, proud of what I did my four years so um Cedric, yes. you give really good intro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to introduce myself, you know. It's just for everybody to know me better. Yes, yeah. definitely. That is that Most is likely. what the goal here is, is to try to get to know you guys better. So, Kate. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Damn. I'm Pandora's co-host, Stephen. I am representing Damn. the aging white gay male population in the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> And possibly ignored audio assistance in the I'm corner. A, I'm upset. <laughs> You're so far yes. away from the mic that it completely... What clued me in last time was that the mic was in your face. So this time the mic is so far away from you that I completely fucked up. So I apologize. <laughs> Welcome, Steven. Hi, Steven. Hey, Steven. Thank you. We acknowledge you. Uh, blame me. Yeah, you took his mic. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> Let's not stop. Okay, so here we go. So, um, so one of the things that I'm curious about is um, how you all identify with or do not identify with what is identified as the LGBTQ community. Do you feel like you are a part of a community? Um, and if you do, how do you feel like a part of it? And if you don't, how do you feel like you're not a part of it? And Tiger, I saw you shake your head immediately. So do you want to just jump in there and then? Uh, and then... Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start to be honest. Um, as far as the LGBTQ community, like I really don't feel like you know we're a family or a community at all. Like I feel like you know we're just all living our lives, and I feel like you know everybody's trying to be better than the next one. Is like you know where are all the helping hands are at where you know where are you know the love and the caring that the you know as far as us being a family of you know trying to raise each other and trying to make sure that you know we get what we need to get like we don't have none of that here hmm. we really don't well i feel like i'm a part see your name of, uh just cedric i feel like i'm in a part of the trans community i feel like i have a lot of brothers more than sisters i feel mm -hmm. as that most people do admire me and my transition and admire this journey that I'm living in and so much that I could speak on and you know there's some here whenever I need to ask questions and whenever I need you know a hand they're right here I feel is that 
I have multiple friends around my circle that will actually, you know, have me speak to them or talk about the topic of transitioning wise and how they felt, you know. I mean, being the person and the T community, I feel is that I have mad brothers ever since I started transitioning. So I feel is that that's a family for me. Mm. So others, I mean, I don't mind the LGB, you know. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have like stud friends that ask me, oh, how did you get on a, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I was like, I feel is that that's a hand helping that, you know, but they are so scared to actually come out and say that they, are trans and anything so I feel as that like I'll be a bigger brother than anybody that's low with their life and just reach reach out my hand to the others that need me mm-hmm. so I'm right here and I support anybody you feel as that you're scared to come out to, as trans or not just trans but gay lesbian any any sexuality that you identify I'm here with you so I feel as that I have a family a second family when you say here that you that you have a, a T family or that you're in the T family or T brothers and how you put that, when you say here, where are you talking about? Are you talking about at school? Or are you talking about through your family? Are you talking about a combination of places? Just the generation. In, in your age group? Yeah. Okay. So in the age group or either out of my age group, I'm here regardless. Okay. Okay. How do, how do others? Yeah. Um, this is Lily Beth or Lily. Um... Because of your generation, I can see that. Um, I'm a generation above you in just a couple years, and there's such a big difference. Because when I came out, I was 13. And at 13, it was not okay. It was not acceptable. But I personally never got the shun of it because I was a feminine lesbian. And I can't speak on anybody else but myself. Because I was a feminine lesbian, I got the, you're too pretty to be gay. Or, are you sure? Or, is it a phase? Mm. I got all those... Mm backlashes and for me the person that i am i stood and i was like no like okay you're too pretty to be straight like you're too pretty to be a football player <laughs> like, it'd be like that it really no and i i tell them like you're too pretty to be a football player you're too tall or you're too this and i came at them from what they saw because you saw me as a lesbian you can't i don't have a label on me but i came out oh you're too tall to be doing this or you can't do this because of your height or because of your color and they didn't like it. i'm like they don't judge me and I guess that the generation that I am really broke that because we came at them dead on because the generation before me didn't. They were still in the closet. They came out in college or when they moved away. No, my generation was like, you're going to come at me. I'm going to come at you. Mm-hmm. Very direct. Right. So you're getting the benefit of that. And that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear that because I didn't have that. My friends, when I came out gay in high school, a lot of people were like, Oh, you're, you're you're gay. Um, I um, you know, and it was like, okay, I don't care. At the end of the day, we still gotta take gym class together. So you still gotta take your you still gotta take your shirt off. It don't matter. I'm not gonna look at you. It's not mm. people didn't understand. They didn't wrap their minds about it. It's not like every straight person is looking at a female. No, everyone has a preference, and we broke that gender boundary. We broke the preference. We broke everything so that they can see that we we're more than just our gender. And it took a lot to get there. So having your friends saying that they want that help 
it's great because now you can just direct them to the people that can give them that help. A lot of these people mm-hmm. don't even know what transgender is because a lot of people forget there's transgender and there's transsexual and they're two very different things and right. people don't understand those things yet and that's what we're breaking into now. People understand what gay and lesbian, bisexual are, but what does that mean? What is pansexual? What's transgender? What's transsexual? That's the next step that, right. that your generation has to take. Now, when you say generation, Lily, uh, what generation do you identify yourself as? Um, I'm millennial. Okay. So I'm I'm 21. So I'm a millennial, but I because I came out young, I'm not really a millennial. Okay. I came out in the gay community when gay was just okay, before mm-hmm. even gay was like gay marriage was okay. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. remember like New York Pride right. and Tiger and Jane can be there. I went there before there was barricades, mm-hmm. <laughs> before it was you know police cars. I went there when we really were allowed to be free. Mm-hmm. Now there's so many different rules about being an LGBT. Mm-hmm. There's so many rules, and it's not okay. Why do we have the rules and they don't? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like w- w- what makes them different just because they like a different sex and we just happen to like the same one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. When you're saying they, you're talking about heterosexual people as opposed Anyone to who comes straight people. Themselves. Anybody who because is there's gay anti-queer or anti-LGBT. Yeah, there's, no, there's people even in the gay community who don't accept themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who are like, oh, I'm just going to, that's not my right. Right. What? Mm-hmm. It's everyone's right. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people who are in the gay community who identify as gay and still fight with gay people. Mm-hmm. Why are you fighting with each other? What do you gain from that? Right, right. If I can, uh, this is Tyree, um, even point out what, adds to what Lily was saying. I don't watch Survivor, but apparently um, one of the cast members outed his castmate as being transgender. Oh. And if you go on Facebook, I'm sure it's going to be like one of the things that's trending. It's everywhere on like social media. It's a hashtag. Yeah. Alex Hernandez. He he said, you know, well, there's somebody here that's being deceptive. And how come you haven't told them that you're transgender? And he pointed to the guy's name is Zeke. And Zeke's face just was like, like like stuck stuck in the headlights, you know? And I mean, thankfully the other people who were on the show were calling him out like, why why would you say that? Like that's personal, that's not. But it's so, and and apparently the the guy who added him is actually a member of the community. He's a gay man. So you're a gay man outing somebody else who's in the community. And it's like, wow. And to say that it's deceptive like to say that he was being deceitful and actually he's like the one who's living his truth like he's the one who's doing that more than anyone else Mm -hmm. um and so getting back to the whole concept of community i mean i think a lot of minority communities end up kind of you feel like you're pitted against each other because the whole world is against you and so all right i need to find my bearing i need to step on somebody so that i feel a little bit stronger or better or you know, more powerful. And so who can I pick on? And so like people, you know, we pit each other against each other and there's identities within the LGBT community um, that ends up getting left out. And of course, all the other letters aren't even included in the term LGBTQ. Um, and Lily was talking about generations and, and it's so it is good to see that, you know, each generation is kind of paving the way for the next one. And so like the generation before Lily, you know, those are the generations that were literally fighting. So like yours is more like of a social struggle and like, look, I'm out, I'm here, this is who I am, I'm a lesbian. 
And the generations before that were like, you know what? Stop killing us. Stop raiding us. Stop beating us. Stop, you know, stop doing those. I mean, and of course these things are still happening, but you know, each generation has this struggle and it makes it easier, not easy, but easier for the next generation. And so there is a community, but it's just segmented and it needs to be brought together. And I don't know if we know how to, to do that, at least like not in a quick and successful, you know, efficient efficient manner i don't think it's Jalen. i don't think we're there yet only because like it's, we're so stuck in a mindset of being in our cliques so much like there's there's i've met like i've been well i haven't met but like i know of people who have like have stuck to their cliques all the time when it comes to like going to certain events lgbtq events like gay pride is like a really big one and you see like a certain group of people and you can tell that they belong with that certain group because they all hang around and they all look the same so i feel like you know we're not there yet because you know a lot of uh, a lot of gay people. Um, they like to. Uh, how do I say? It? They like to. Don't be nice. Just say it. No, I'm. I'm trying to figure. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. But like. <laughs> at least from my understanding is like you need to look a certain way and to hang out with like a certain group of people mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's how, how, I, that's I how it's it. shown yeah like oh. it's it's for at least for, I, I've been gay all of my life I've been gay since I came out the womb like, <laughs> like <laughs> I've been gay Jaylen's since I came out the womb I'm a white what? woman I became Um and you need to look a certain way to hang out with a group of certain with, with a group of people. Like I don't understand why that's that why that's possible. Or like why is that even accepted in today in day in this day and age? But they some some people have just come to like be stuck in that mindset of just so now looking let's, a certain let's way. just get real real. Like which gay people are you talking about? I'm talking about like the like like. Like you know, like the muscle bound buff heads that you see in the magazines. Like I don't, I don't, I don't open a magazine and see myself in a magazine. Right. Yeah. I like don't I don't, I don't, I don't see myself. I don't see you. I don't see you. I don't see mm-hmm. you. I don't see. I don't see us mm-hmm. in a magazine. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> see myself in a magazine. Like I'm, I'm not like the fittest. I'm not fit at all. I'm not the fittest man in the world. I'm not like chiseled up. I'm, I'm fat. No, you sick. I know that's right. Like fat and like not even looking like, you know, the people that that I see in the magazines, like and I don't see I don't see myself in magazines. So it's like and then on top of that, like you I don't see myself and then I feel like, you know, certain like other groups of gay guys, they they kind of bring in, you know, like the heterosexual mindset into into going to certain things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, this is Kay. Uh, I identify as a bisexual woman, and I've known ever since, like, I was in, like, sixth grade. So, when I came out, I came out to my friends, but I never came out to my family. And I didn't know that I had to come out, because, like, I've always been attracted to men and women just as equally. So, I never felt the need to come out until I realized, like, I'm living a lie. Like, I'm playing myself but mm-hmm. also my family. Mm-hmm. So then when I officially came out to my family, it's like, they're traditional Latinos, so they don't understand. They don't understand me. They don't understand where I'm coming from. The first thing they said to me was like, do you need to see someone? Do you need to see... Do you need to go to therapy? Like, I was kicked out of my home. Like, mm. I, like this just happened recently, too. Like, Because I just felt like, oh, I, I needed to finally tell them. So in the sense of like, with bisexual women being amongst the lesbian community, I'm not really accepted because right, it's like right. 
oh, I was with a man. Now that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, I'm, I like women too. I'm mm-hmm. no different. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that everybody should start acknowledging. Like, just because I like two genders does not mean that I should be excluded or not be a part of the community. Like, I, I, I came, I, I opened my arms to everybody to whatever they are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I should be open just as well with like those open arms too. Because we're all in this together. We're no different. Mm-hmm. All right, Cedric, um, before I actually identified as transgender, I felt as that coming out as trans, 13 years old, excuse me, I'm kind of, my heart kind of pumping, but. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, before actually coming out as trans, I was identifying as a lesbian. But before lesbian, I was bi. I couldn't really understand my identity. I was, didn't really know what trans and all this was back then. I just knew that females were there. I mean, I had boyfriends in the past, but honestly, I was being masculine and wearing feminine clothes and people were looking at it funny and was like, why are you dry- why are you acting like that and you're dressing like a femme but the way how you're carrying yourself so it's 13 years old i knew who i wanted to be i knew that i wanted to be a boy so at the age of 13 i cut my hair and everything i always knew i was trans but i just couldn't come out mm-hmm. i couldn't come out because i wouldn't know how my friends would look at me how family would look at me, and how my circle would be. Mm-hmm. So, I officially came out as transgender about 2014, with, no, 2015, and no, 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 I was, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was 15 years old, officially came out as transgender. I came out on Instagram, and somebody harshed report video. So I went to report it to my mom. I was like, Ma, some lady just reported my video. And she commented before she reported it saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> so she was like, what is it, her business? That's and then a third. And then, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you got some people that love you and you got some people that don't love you. Um, mm. But it was kind of harsh for me. You know, kind of, I feel as that there was hate right then and there once that person reported my video. So, once I mentioned I wanted to take my transition, well, I wanted to take my sexuality to another step, which is getting on the medication. My family, I didn't know how to really tell my moms and all, but I was like, Mom, I really want to take that. I don't think you'll die from it, this and that, and the third. You know, I was kind of scared because I felt this that once I took these hormones, it was no more friends that would really trust me. You know, it's not just about the trust. It's about how the way you're about to start acting. You're changing, basically, from these medications that you're putting in your body. Mm. That's what they were saying to me. And I understand that because I spoke to other trans people. But ever since I started identifying as trans, I was before getting on tea and everything, I knew friends were disappearing left and right, left and right. Mm. You know, I was getting talked crap on, and I felt like it was harsh to me. You feel me? And the only person I could really talk to about my transition is my twin sister. I tell her, you know, every single day, and I want to, and I do definitely want to thank Hudson Pride Connection for helping me with this journey, because if I didn't know any connections to actually start testosterone, 
I wouldn't know what I would do with myself. Honestly, I was in a dark shadow. And then once I came out, it was I was still in a little light shade. But when I started taking tea, most likely everybody started hitting my DM talking about, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. This is actually making me cry. Like the first <laughs> shot, when I did my first shot, man, I put on the most biggest tears. I was the biggest crybaby ever. Like, I <laughs> cried right now, lady. I said, I gave the nurse a hug and everything. I just felt as that I do have love out there. And a lot of people that been viewing my page, my page, my Instagram page is public for everyone. You know, if you don't like what you see, like I said, do what you got to do. Keep it moving. I hate transphobic people. That's, what, mm. that's how I'm going to put it. I hate them. And if you don't like, and I love, like I said, I love my trans brothers and sisters, but at the end of the day, if you got people that hate you and that don't like what you're doing, and you got people that say, oh, but you're always going to be a man, you're always going to be a woman, well, tell them like this, I prefer to be the person that I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was very difficult for me because now, I mean, my mother has no choice. I got accepted as her son Christmas. Mm. She bought me a dove, so... Uh, body wash and a little what is it $70 well $100 gift card and it made me cry so I was like I just feel that but she will never go by the pronouns because of family reasons it's very hard for families to understand your transition mm. but you can never hide your transition from your family It, I tried to hide this transition from my family by taking my first shot it put me in the ER mm. put me in the ER to the point I didn't know. This anxiety attack gave me suicide thoughts. Mm. And I didn't expect them to come. But what, like I said, I went to counseling at all. And second, third, as we, as we speak right now, it's not happening no more. The anxiety attacks are all. I speak to so many people. The thoughts don't even come no more. You know, so it's, it's been a... I mean, it's been a good journey and it's been a rough journey, but at the end of the day, I have some type of friends that I do talk to, but then I do express and talk about my journey about all on Instagram and I feel as that people may be annoyed. So, you know, my, my sister's friend is also trans and she's like, I don't know why she keeps telling people, well, I don't know why he keeps telling her people's business, this and that and the third, and people don't need to know that. And my sister was like, because she don't got nobody. Mm. And you know, my family still goes by the she pronouns. They're mm. not really, really like, it's going to be very hard. Like I said, it's going to be very hard with the pronouns and the name with family. Mm -hmm. So I, like I tell everybody, I said, if your mom is or your pops is mixing up or messing up on your pronouns, don't even panic. It's very hard for family. I mean, I don't think family, I don't think my family loves me regardless. They just want me to uh, do what I got to do and continue success. Mm -hmm. And I feel as that in my generation, I don't always be like a, a history. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be a history to definitely, you know, and, and, so, my, and have others admire, you know. Cedric, can I ask you how people can find you on Instagram? What's your handle? Um, I usually... Uh, <laughs> A lot of people, they just, you know, because they got like these uh, trans, uh, transgender FTM uh, pages and you shout out the promo picture and they put your picture up and they say, this such and such, Melanie, uh, transgender, 
we show our visibility and they hashtag your name and a lot of people have just been following me from the day I got my first shot. What's your name on Instagram? Um, Cedric B uh, dot B. So it's S E D R I X dot B. Okay. So um, it's been a moment. I mean, a lot of people, you know, even if I even if I have questions for other trans people, I'd ask them to, you know, um, it is. But the whole thing is, my friends that I used to have will will only have me chill with them if I only drink and smoke. I distance myself from the people and I get talk shit on for what? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to chill with your kind. Right. You smell like <laughs> cigarette and beer breath. Are these people in the queer community or are these? Yeah, are they're these les- other- They're like the stud lesbian. You know what I mean? The 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 stud, the stud lesbians. Yeah, and okay. I stay with <laughs> the most of them. They take <laughs> their. Mm. They're, and they're, they're smoking and drinking and they're they're holding it against you for not wanting to smoke and drink with it's them? It's just not that. It's just not that. It's the fact that the way they say they blame it all on my hormones, which is not true. Mm. It's, def- it's the way how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not a whole... I'm the same person, but I'm the same person that came out of my mother's vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm upset. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, my mother got slit and I oh, came no. out of that. Okay. And, oh. Yeah, and let me just okay. tell you this. I, you're the reason why you guys are mad at me and disappeared on me is because I changed my ways. It's not that. I showed yeah. my figure. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Lily, well, what what is your opinion here? Uh, there's so many things I have to say, yeah. but um, I guess when I came out, I guess like I, I came out at 13. But at 13, I started drinking, I started smoking, I started hanging in the streets, and I really got down with the bad crowd. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Um. I had to face, I faced suicidal thoughts. I've been in the ERs. I've been in psych wards. I've done it all. Before 18, I've done it all. Because family-based, as you were saying, Kay, mm-hmm. my mother, I was, I have, I didn't have the luxury of telling my mother. My cousin gave the luxury of himself to out me. Mm-hmm. So my own face. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. own family. Like, Tyree, like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he himself is, he doesn't identify. He's actually not even an ally. Like, my cousin is completely homophobic. And, you know, Tyree knows the reason I ended up in North Hudson, um, North Hudson, whoo, Hudson Pride was because I needed help. I was going down a path that was not healthy. And a lot of these lesbians, um, even gay men, whatever, whoever. A lot of these people are going through what I went through, where it says you have no one but alcohol, marijuana, whatever your partner in crime is, that's what you're going to hang with. And misery loves company. So a lot of your friends may be hanging around each other, going through different things in their lives, but that's one thing they have in common. That was what brings them together. So it may not be that they're coming at you. It may You just found a way to find peace with who you are and you're finding a way to live. Seriously, Cedric. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he wants everyone to know that he's talking. No, and I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what she says. I'm sorry. I really... I mean, honestly, I stay away from them. Yeah, and you should because you're finding a path that's healthier for you and safer. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my mother, my mother, when I got outed, that wasn't a conversation I was about to have at 13. I was trying to keep it as far away from my family as possible. My family mm. is, I'm the first generation of Hispanic in this my country, right? like in this country. So my mother has no idea what lesbian, gay even means. Like her first experience with a gay man was 
at a drag show and she's like, is that a female or a guy? Like, she was trying to figure it <laughs> out. Like, her mind could have wrapped herself exactly around. Right? And now, you know, years later is when me and my mother can have that conversation. I left the house at 18 and did not turn around until I had to turn around. And it was for medical reasons. It wasn't because I wanted to. Lord Jesus knows that one. I did not want to. But I had, you know, it took seven, eight years for my mother to even acknowledge me being gay. Took her that long. So that, again, a process with family, family may not accept you right away. Like, my first initial shot, my grandmother accepted me before anyone in my family. My grandma's mm, 82 yeah. years old. My grandma and too. I, I, I think really... it's more because they understand that that ain't my generation. Yeah. And they're going to love you regardless because they know. I yeah. Never really and then, like, another thing, like, with my grandparents. This is Kay. Like, oh, I'm sorry. This is Kay. So, like, with my grandparents, like, the first one, like, even though I was kicked out, the only ones that really do contact themselves with me are my grandparents. Because they're, like, I guess to them it always made sense. Because I was always that tomboy. I was always wanting to do things that were out of the shell that for them was not feminine enough. So, like, they're the only ones that contact me. They're the only ones that are be like, we miss you. We want you to come home. But my mom, she's not like that. Like, to her, it's just a shock. And she's just shocked. And she thinks that... I've been changed. I've never been this way. But I've always been this way. I've been dating women since middle school. So it's like, (laughs) mom, you should have (laughs) known. But like the grandparents, I feel like they'll always be that support system because it's like, you have no one right now. So let me be someone, you know? Let me ask you guys something. So in the, in, in the queer, mostly white, communities that I visit and that I'm sometimes a part of um there's this sense that like we got gay marriage everything's done like everything's good now we're all good and (laughs) not at all I'm definitely hearing that this is not the case for the people around this table and I'm definitely wanting you to talk about like how it's not okay still like i'm hearing stories about being thrown out of your house i'm hearing stories about being hated on i'm hearing stories about thinking that you have psychological problems and these are not issues that are being faced by no i mean listen there are there are kids and they are in my experience mostly white kids who are in suburbs in the middle of new jersey and they're not having these issues with their families. Their families are taking them to the youth group, dropping them off, saying, have a nice time at the Pride Center. I'll come pick you up and we'll go to the mall at four o'clock. You know, that's what's going on 40 miles south of here right now for people your age and a little younger than you. And what's what did you say? That's um, I'm sorry, it's Lily. That's um, because like I know people who are Caucasian who is a whole different story. They have yeah. it worse than we do. Yeah. And and I'm not I'm not trying to race bait. Like I'm not trying to say it's all white people and all colored uh-huh. people and I'm not trying to say that, but I am I I do notice the the patterns like the in, shift. Like the, the shift. shift. Like the shift. Yeah. And and um and I just wanted to bring that to the table and ask you guys about that and and what uh, do you think when okay. people say gay marriage done we're 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 good yeah Kay um, K yeah, yeah, okay. and then Tiger and then Kaylin <laughs> right. Jalen right, so this is Kay um so 
I'm from like Patterson, New Jersey, where a center like Hudson does not exist. So when I was trying to figure myself out, like I was like, oh, wh who who am I? What am I? Why am I feeling these things? I had nobody to go to. You know who I went to? MTV, Tila Tequila. Let me watch yes. that. <laughs> like, and then I was like, wait, I'm her. This is me. Like, I relate to this. Wow. And that's what I watched. And then I was like, wait, I get this. Like, this all makes sense. So, no, it doesn't just end at gay marriage. Like, no, there's more. Like, you reach out to those urban community kids that have nothing, that don't understand who they are, because I definitely didn't. Mm -hmm. And, like... I've, like, done Boys and Girls Club where I've told them this is what it is. Like, this is who you can be if you want to be. Like, I filled them with information because I didn't have that. I filled my siblings with information because I didn't have that. Everything I didn't have, I want everyone to have because I want you to understand that. One, you are loved. Two, it's okay that, to be whoever you want to be. And three is that, you know what? Sometimes you're just going to have to say fuck it and just keep going and being who you mm -hmm. want to be. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so true. Because you're definitely not living your life for no one else besides yourself. Exactly. Right. It's Jalen, a.k.a. White Woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can understand where you're coming from because I grew up in a family where, you know, it was my mom and dad and... Um, the picket fence? Picket fence. Not really. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Almost the picket fence. It's a yes. Gate. <laughs> no, but um it's a gate. It's a gate. No, but um my mom and dad and then I had my sister who was uh by the, at least by the time I remember remember it was like fifteen, sixteen or whatever. And then um as I grew up, they kind of figured out that I was gay, only because, like, I really didn't play. You know, I played with toys and played with video games, but then I also like Barbie dolls, too. And <laughs> only because, like, the Barbie dolls had pretty dresses and makeup, and I'm like, okay, I like that. That looks cute. And then, like, <laughs> they knew that I was gay. And then, like, I came out, like, about, like, four times. <laughs> no, like, seriously. Yeah, like, seriously. Like, four times. Four times because my mom really didn't understand, like, as the... I'm sorry, I keep playing with my, my necklace. Four times in the sense of, like, you know, I, I first identified as bisexual because I felt like as though it was easier for me to... to it, it, it was easier for me to come out as bisexual because it was always the sense of still liking females there. Mm -hmm. And then, like, three other times when I was, you know, kept having to remind my mom, like, mom, I'm gay, like, this is who I am and whatnot. And, like, I came out at the time, like, when I had a, like... Even though I was, like, lying to myself, I already knew I was gay. I was just saying bisexual because it's, it was always the fence of, like, you know, liking females. So, um, what was I saying? Like, lost track. You came out four times. Yeah, came out four times. And, like... So you I, had to reiterate, you had to like reiterate it to yeah, your mom because she mom. would, because she kept like, she kept going back into thinking you were straight. The, yeah. And like, like at least like in females to a certain extent, like I had to come out like four times and like to let her know like I'm like gay. And maybe and, that hope was still there. Yeah. And like, because like, she, I, I kind of like, I kind of grew up like Jehovah's Witness, which is like a, what's the, what is kind of growing up? <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah's Witness. Cause kinda, I'm thinking those people are kind of intense. Kind so. of. And kind of, it's just like, I really, I like, we went to, we went to like, um, we went to like the, uh, the Bible studies at the, at the, ch at the church and like, you know, the, um, one of the, uh, people would come and do like the, the, the Bible study yeah. at my house. Sure. And, um. You know, I was doing it for a while, and then, like, for some reason, it just didn't feel right for me to be doing it. Mm. So, like, I was just, like, I don't I don't really think I like this anymore. And then there was a point in time where my mom just stopped doing it, and then uh, 
it's like she's like kind of like hit and miss with it. So okay. like it's like a few months she'll do it and a few months she won't do it. Oh. But um So on and off Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, on and off that's Jehovah's Witness. Kinda, that's yeah, that's kinda. why it's kinda Got it. so like Got she kinda it. went back and was like when I officially like she like she asked me like the first time was like, Are you gay? And I'm like like and I was like really young at the time, so I'm like, I don't know, like I don't know and I, I didn't know how to answer because it was it was like really intense. And um she had brought up the the like the, the famous um quote in the Bible that man should not lie with man and all that. And that is because of a different thing. Exactly. That's another thing. Like a man shall not lie with man, but I'm like, okay, and then uh that was always my mom. My dad like loves me regardless. Like he he he's like this was like after he um he uh left. Because they said my mom and dad separated uh, when I was 12, um, 12, 13, 14, around that time. And um, he said, I'm going to love you no matter what, regardless of who you are, what you are, what do you like, what kind of like gender you like. He, I'm not going to love you anyway because you're my son. No one can take that away from me. Mm. And I felt like, I felt like in a sense of more comfort with being in my dad and being my, like being like my, like more comfort, more comfortable with being with my dad because he was able mm. to accept me, accept more of me, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just had to come out four times, which is really nerve wracking. Like yeah. four times, yeah. so like let them know that. I, and I still kind of didn't think that my mom really accepts me being gay. Because mm-hmm. like every time I bring a, a guy who I'm like really interested around, she's like she doesn't acknowledge him as like my boyfriend. She always be like, "Oh, that's your friend," or "Is your friend coming over?" My mom mm-hmm. does the same like, thing always. Like, or like the Spanish yeah. los amiguitos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, mom, that's my girlfriend. You know, the person I want to sleep with, I want to marry, and I keep putting it in her face. My mother's like, Lord Jesus. I'm like, yes, mother, that's, I'm like, or you know what I do? I'm like, mommy, is that your friend? Oh, that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, is that their friend? That's their friend. <laughs> that's their friend. <laughs> Lord. That make you uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Sometimes you have to do that. Tiger, right. are you going to... Um, I was just going to give a little bit of my background story. Um Actually, with me, it's a little different. I actually wasn't as fortunate as some of these guys in here. Um with my case, um, I was I knew I was gay at a young age. Like nobody could tell me anything different. The only thing with me is I never knew what it, exactly it was. I just knew I just had this attraction for guys. Oh wow! And what made it worse was the fact that I kind of almost didn't really have a choice because at the same time, like I was raped and also molested. So I'm so sorry. Yeah. So at at a very young age, like I was still a toddler. I couldn't even. I just learned to walk. So I was doing these stuff for men, and that ended up going on for years, like, till like, I was 16. And I never told my mom because it was, like, immediate family. Yeah. So I had gone through like, my whole life, I was, like, hiding, like, my whole life hiding that from my mom and my family. Oh, my goodness. My family wasn't really accepting. They weren't really close, so I really had nobody. Um, when I was in school, I really didn't know how to handle it. Like, everybody was asking me questions, and I really felt uncomfortable in like accent like answering all these questions so i always would stay to the back what kind of questions were they asking you um like you know you have a, a feminine way with you are you gay are you straight oh wow and in my head i'm like i'm just a, i'm just a goat basically i'm just a goat trying to find another goat oh wow <laughs> wow <laughs> so I'm just a goat what does that mean goat. Like, right? Like, the black sheep. Like, Meaning, like, an alien trying to find, like, another, another alien. alien. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. But why, like, why a goat? Like, because technically, <laughs> I'm on this earth, you know, but I'm wait, not wait. an alien. Can you be a goat? Because has greatest of all time. <laughs> oh. There you go. Boom. Thank you so much. This is Tyree, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, drop it hey. But, um, yeah, um, I didn't really have my first, like, 
boyfriend until like maybe I was 16 and that was like a long distance relationship. So I really didn't have any physical contact with that person. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 18, 17, around that age when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I started going out. I started having fun. I started trying to sleep over. But my mom was really strict. Like, you can't leave a block of like a block away from the house. Like, you can't go out anywhere. Like, you're not allowed to hang out after school. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Jersey City. In Jersey City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... My mom was like, you know, fresh out the boat. Like she came here from Colombia, so she mm. has no idea about anything around here in, in um in the United States. So right. for her, everything is so new. Mm. So for me to tell her that I was like, at first she wasn't even like, you know, she didn't even allow me the chance to really tell her. At that point in time, um, I was arguing with her because I was going out, I was hanging out with my friends, and I was trying to go out to the club and, and you know, trying to have a sure. good time. Yeah. So one time I snuck out, ran out, went to the club, came back home. She started arguing with me. Um, she started going back and forth. At that point, she was asking questions like, are you gay? Because I feel like, you know, you're hiding something from me. Mm. And I really didn't know how to tell her. I was so scared. Um, I kept on crying, running away from, to my room. Um, I couldn't even face her. And she called my dad. And my dad came over because she was like, listen, get him out because I don't even want him in my house right now. He's not even, he's keeping me, he's keeping stuff from me. He's going out doing whatever he wants. And at this time, I really had nobody, like nobody to turn to, no friends, family. Like my family don't talk to me anymore. Most of my friends cut me off. So at that point, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I thought of suicide so many times. I almost, well, I did do it, but I didn't really like, like. Yeah, I didn't tap out or anything like, you know, mm-hmm. it just, it wasn't my time. So my mom kept on going on and asking questions. And my dad came to the room and he asked me one more time, like I was in a corner, like I was really in a corner, like crying, bawling my eyes out in like the fetal position. And I told my dad and my dad found out first and then told my mom and my mom took everything that I had and just threw it down the stairs and was like, get out. So... At that point in time, I didn't even have my mom. So my mom wasn't even okay with it for two years. At that point, I was living with my dad. My dad is a deadbeat. He never does shit for me this at all. This is before I met you, right? Yeah. He doesn't, do, he doesn't do anything for me at all. He never got me one present for my for my Christmas birthday or anything at all. Like, has done nothing but just only just gave me, like, attention here and there. Thought that would be okay. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't want to live with him. My mom kicked me out, threw all my stuff out, made it official, had nothing to do with me for those two years. So I was just stuck, like, what am I going to do? My dad, at that point in time, he was like, oh, you need to go find a job. You need to, you know, get yourself together and make sure that you do what you have to do. So he would come in home. He would come home because he works overnight at 6 o'clock in the morning. And at that point, kicked me out his house. Hmm. So I'm in the streets at 6 o'clock in the morning trying to find a job, trying to get myself together. And, you know, thinking I would come home to like at least something I'm not even expecting a home cooked meal because you know he's not gonna do that for me but I went out ate at my friend's house and then came home Mm -hmm. so once I come home he puts the padlock on Mm. I can't get in and then another night I came home he didn't even put the padlock he put the chain on the door so I open the door and I look at my dad like dad open the door it's me he just watches TV, like, you know, just watches me, like, just bang on this freaking door. Like, I'm trying to break it open. And he's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't want you here tonight. So I close the door. I, like, walk over to Lincoln Park. And I sleep, like, 
at a like a little bench over there, you know, until it gets midnight. And then this has like with that that has been going on for a while. Like I didn't even get a chance to even like go home and like change my clothes or anything. So I'm out here in the streets, you know, just going from place to place, just trying to get myself together and trying to even get like a little bit of food in my system. And at that point in time, I'm like, listen, I'm tired of this shit. I I live with you. Like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I can't even enter my own house that you so-called say you're providing for me. So I learned how to break into, like, a two-story um, apartment building and, like, Spider-Man my way up <laughs> to the window, basically. Wow. Um, There's, like, it's basically no way to, like, you can really get up there. So if I fall, like, listen, I'm getting seriously injured. Right. So I'm like, let me just take that risk into going home into a bed. And I've been doing that for a while. So now currently, I mean, not currently now, like currently I got my own little situation going on. So oh, okay. I have, I'm t- a little bit more together than what I was. But this was, this was like around when I was like, when I got, when I came out to my parents, basically. So when you were so 16, like, 18, 19, 19, 19 to the ages of like 19 to 20, 22. And it's funny because 22 is when my mom actually gave me the sex talk and I'm like, your mother gave you a sex talk at yeah. 22? I'm what, like... What sex talk did she give she you? She was like, oh, you know, you have to wrap it up. There's STDs, HIV out there. Um, if you're going to have sex with a guy, make sure that you use protection at all time. And don't wow. sit here. And she, well, she said, don't swallow. I'm like... Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. Wait, I have a question. This is Kay. Do you think that partially, like... Especially amongst the Latino community, like, do you think that it's like the lack of education about the LGBTQ plus community that makes them fear this? And like, not only, I I mean, my family wasn't really religious, so it's like, do you think, like, uh, leaving religion aside, do you think like this is more like the lack of an education about the community that makes them fear this about us? Um. All right. This is Tiger again. Um. I feel like, you know, as far as being Latino and, you know, growing up as far as how my family was, I feel like, you know, in their mindset, they feel like they have this whole life that they want to portray and they keep on, you know, trying to guide your life along with their life over to that, like, you know, happy family, you know, okay. And like carelessly through you. Yeah, basically. Um, So this is Lily. Um, Wow, thank you, Tiger. Because, like, I've known you for such a long time and, like, I really didn't know that about you. Um, so I'm a little different. I was actually born in Manhattan, but I lived in upstate New York. So the suburbs. The suburbs. Mm -hmm. The suburbs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, the white picket fence, the mom and dad, and the two kids. That's kind of how I was raised. And... Like a white woman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, Jalen. Name Mia. Okay. Kia. Kia. Oh, no, she's, not no, she's Mia. She's Mia. I'm Mia now? He's Kia. Okay, so I'm Mia. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I had, like, the perfect, you know, Latino dream. And right. I'm going to use that from Tiger's thing because it's, you know, your parents do live by you. And especially in the, in the Hispanic community, they want, you know, they have yeah. that goal. Yeah, not to cut you off. Like, I felt like with me, um, my my mother treated me as if I was the trophy child. Basically, mm-hmm. my my mom would go around and be like, oh, my child did so good in school. He's, yeah. he's in track. Like, you know, parades me around to everybody. But then when it came down to, you know, really understanding me and dealing with me, she had no idea, like, yeah. what to do for me. She didn't know who you were. No. And she that was my didn't mom. bother to find and, out, and actually. The, and honestly, the only reason why I did do a track team and did cross-country indoor-outdoor season was to only have my mom come out and support me, which she never did. Oh, wow. wow. 
So she showed off about it, but she didn't show up yeah. for you. And yeah. I like brought home medals and everything. And I'm like, Ma, look. And she was just looking at me like, oh, okay, nice. And I'm like, I worked my butt off for that. Like, yeah. hard mm-hmm. as hell. Like, you yeah. have no idea what I went through to get that medal just to show you that, oh, you know, I'm doing something. Mm. Um, but, oh, I'm sorry. It's Cedric. I just want to say that uh, when I think by the time everything was settled with my mom and them, I mean, she had no choice. I mean, so one day, school uh, called my mother in for uh, cons- uh, to talk to her teachers conference. So I made a mistake because one day I put Cedric on a piece of paper and it's not legally changed yet, but it it officially will. So you're, you're talking about your name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it officially changed. Um. They asked her, first thing they said was, are you okay with her sexuality, like sexual orientation? And she's like, yeah, we don't have a problem with it. I mean, my mom didn't have a choice. Yeah, so they asked her, what was my sexual orientation? And she was like, you know, I don't really care for her sexual orientation. We don't have a problem. We just want her to do good in school because they still go with the her pronouns ever since. It will never change with my family, which is not. Um... But the medication towards her, with me being on it, um, no, it's not. A, it's still not her. It wasn't up to her, first off, because I am an adult, and it wasn't up to her. But living in her household, it was called respect, and it is respect. But honestly, respect for who though? Respect for her? Or respect for you? Respect for her. But since it was a choice ran by me that I wanted to start transitioning, she couldn't say anything. But she did tell me not to get on it and not to get on it because she didn't want to see the side effects that I was going through. Mm. Now that I'm not going through the anxiety no more, I'm perfectly fine. But now since the school got involved with my sexual being trans, I came out Mm. on the bowling team. They could not switch me to the girls' varsity team. Mm. Well, they couldn't switch me out of the girls' varsity team to the boys' varsity team because supposedly they were saying some some shit like, you have to... um, have it met, um, legally document change by court, this and then the third, oh, and it's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. process. See, and that's the part that we And then it's a problem, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so I literally had to stay on the girls' varsity team till the season was ending, but they were, but, you know, my coach, and I was telling her about my whole transition and how I, my pronouns are he, him, his, and I would like to be called Cedric, and she was like, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that, but it's definitely going to be hard for me because, I mean, I met you and my junior year of high school um everyone on the team was like you know we did what we did we we uh they they agreed on having somebody trans on the team and it shouldn't have been a problem you know they wanted to kick me off the team because i was trans but i fought for that i spoke to the principal about that and he spoke to the uh athletic administrator uh that is um that owns and that that oh, some with the physicals. I don't, I don't know what mm-hmm. to call them. Yeah. Um, spoke to all that is discrimination. This and that mm-hmm. and third, and anybody can get in trouble for it. So I put my foot on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I came up to all my teachers with the name and everything. So I just feel as that I'm perfectly fine with my lifestyle. I don't think it my lifestyle offends 
anyone affects anyone I go out my own way they go out their own way it should be like that with anybody's lifestyle whether you're gay you're not or you do what you gotta do hey it is what it is if you feel as that somebody's like um, trying to affect your life and trying to throw threats at you then that needs to be on you and you need to solve that yourself no and I honestly you, and, you can't solve that yourself well you can no, you what can't. do you mean when somebody's harassing you? You could file a paper saying somebody's harassing you. It's it's a lot more complicated. Than yeah, with that me, is. honestly, with me, true. but I can I can solve it my damn self. You see, no, no. that's where like problems. <laughs> I can I'm solve it my damn self. I'm, I'm not about y'all, but I can. Well, listen, listen, listen. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that what I'm hearing Cedric say is is that I can solve he it. feels <laughs> powerful. He feels that he has power. That he mm-hmm. is not disempowered by being a trans man mm-hmm. and that he can stand up for himself is what I'm hearing. I don't hear him saying that it's only up to you and that you are alone in having to deal with it. Um, I think that there are plenty of people who do feel disempowered, who do feel that they do not have the power, who do not have the resources, emotional, financial, practical, just regular, you know, you know, day-to-day resources to stand up for themselves, and that's one of the that's one of the things that is is so important for all of us in the community to remember is that some of us are fine standing up for ourselves, some of us are not, and the ones who are not, I think, require and deserve the support of everybody else. That's what makes us a family, if we are a family. If there is a family, that's what makes us a family. <laughs> I need to, to um, Terry, did you wanna? Did to say, like, did, did, yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Um, first, Terry, well, I don't know why I'm waving, because like, but yeah, so this is Tyree, and um, piggybacking off what Pandora said, uh, yeah, I mean, every situation is different, and it's it's, matters if it's like a one-on-one confrontation versus if it's, you know, if it's like a mob versus if it's something that's institutionalized. Um, so, I mean, hopefully we can all find strength in ourselves and if we don't have enough strength, hopefully we can band together. Um, but one of the things I wanted to quote, like one of my Wellesley sisters, and since everybody was talking about their parents and eventually the parents kind of end up hopefully like coming around, but she said that our parents tell us not to make certain choices because they think we can't handle the consequences. But in truth, they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Facts. she went on to say, but they're much stronger than they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, she was quoting somebody, but I don't remember who it was that she was quoting. Um, but the other thing, when Pandora asked a while ago about, um, I guess, uh, marriage equality, and now that that's like, you know, been, you know, Achieved, checked yeah. off. Um, you know, is the movement over? And for one, of course, we all know that forty-five is you know Rowan and his you know little pet Cheeto self, yeah. right? <laughs> his pet project is like no, I don't, whatever. But the thing is, it's kind of like with respect to feminism. Um, so I'm gonna make a, a parallel, and I don't know the word other than like uh, gay rights, like uh, you mm. know the, the the movement. I don't. What is there like an actual intersexuality? Uh, well, definitely intersectionality. But you know how we have like feminism for like you know the women's like what is it called? Like is it for the out for the gay rights? It's referred to as the gay rights movement. Yeah, I mean, I was like hopefully they're 
there was like something that was a little there's bit more sexy. Sexier. Like, or, no. No. There's nothing sexy. Um, but just like with feminism, there's like white feminism. And so like it's, okay, well, yes, women have the right to vote. Okay, now, yes, women have to worry about the wage gap and blah, 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 blah. So there's those issues. Um, but it, it leaves out so many other yes. women it mm-hmm. only focuses on on the first white women yes. right like the women like the women in that movement and the women in the you know that are already mm-hmm. privileged to some extent the most privileged people in that disadvantaged group yeah so it leaves out women of color of course it leaves out trans women it leaves out women who are not uh you know citizens it leaves out women who are disabled um and poor so women. Poor, poor women poor exactly women. Um, and so it's the same thing with the gay rights movement. So it really focuses on white gay men. And so women, uh, you know, trans people, um, people of color and like the intersectionality, if you are lower class, like lower socioeconomic status. So everything, um, if you're not in that privileged part of the underprivileged, you know, um, group, then you're, you're kind of left out. So as far as marriage equality, yeah, it's important and it's good that that it's, you know, that it's been achieved. But the fact that people are still worried about coming out to their parents so that they won't get kicked out, the fact that there are trans women who feel that they have to, and in some instances do have to resort to survival sex um, in order to like find a place to eat and find a place to stay. And the fact that we have to worry about, um, you know, people being killed if they're outed um, as trans, as gay, as lesbian, as whatever. Those are issues that are still, so it's not, and the bathroom, the bathroom rights issue. In I mean, North Carolina, I was just going to mention this. Right. I mean, and so it's it's so much bigger than marriage equality. It's so much bigger than than bathrooms than, than rights. It's about like acknowledging and accepting and respecting people, their identities and their truths. Um, this is um, Tiger. Um, I do agree with everything that you're saying. Um, the only thing I feel like needs to be added on is the fact that. Um, with the LGBTQ community, like we deal with each issue on its own. So we'll deal with lesbian in one section, and then mm-hmm. another section will deal with gay, and then the next section will be like, you know, transgenders, and then mm-hmm. you know, questioning and that and the third. But it's like, it's kind of it's kind of hard to focus on, you know, what what we need to like get to a better life when it's like sometimes we don't even know what we need ourselves. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah. Um, this is K. Um, I think that the issue is, is that like, there's, like you said, Tiger, there's there's so much going on that we don't even know what we need for ourselves. However, I think that like, first of all, if there are going to be policies about the gay community, then we should be on that. Mm. You can't tell me I can't do what I need to do. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to card Cedric. How are you even going to know? Are you going to card me? What about that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're making all these rights, even for women, uh, like, these are men, white, straight men, giving policies for the gay community. And you can't do that. Allegedly. Allegedly straight. Allegedly straight white men. scandals. Let me tell you right now. Like... I think it all starts with a conversation, quite frankly. True. A conversation like this, where youth like us come together and we're just like, this is a problem. Somehow, we're going to get a voice about it. We're going to do something about it. And yeah, maybe it will be separately, like the lesbians or the bisexuals or whatever may have you may do one thing and then the gay men may do another thing. But you know what? In the end of the day, we're all one. We're all part of this same community. We are all like... 
we are all going through something and that something brings us together and that's what should be ultimately giving us the strength to keep mm-hmm. moving forward right. and yeah. to keep finding out what's wrong so we can get on it but i feel like as the generations go on like um this is tiger i feel like as the nurse goes on is this more added on like like back then you could just you know deal with the fact with just being like okay i'm gay or you're like a white caucasian male i'm gay mm. nowadays it's like i'm what puerto rican colombian and black i'm gay and you know i'm so not really leaving ex- out the asians right mm-hmm. i mean it's just like nothing really ever gets settled because it's like more stuff gets gets added on mm-hmm. so this is lily um Honestly, and like down frank, and I'm going to be very frank about it, we need to love each other. And like, I mean really love each other. Like, I don't know about Mm. any other minority that's so minor than us. Because I'm I'm in a room and I can guarantee none of us have the same race. None of us have the same background. But we all have one thing in common. We need to love each other. And I mean, walk down the street... And actually say hi and smile. Just acknowledge someone for being human. Because, like I said, we don't know each other's stories. We don't know anything about each other. But if we at least acknowledge and love each other, and I mean down to the core, where it's like, regardless what race you are, regardless what gender you are, regardless what you do in the privacy of your life, acknowledge yourself. Because the minute you acknowledge a person, you see the person. You don't see statistics. You don't see numbers on a paper anymore. And that's when you care. Because if it was these, you know, allegedly white men making these decisions, what happens if their daughter was gay? What happens if their son was gay? They what don't happen- think about that, they, no, The thing is that it doesn't happen. The thing is that they don't know it's happening in their backyard yet. Yeah. But you know what's but funny? To add on to what you said they is don't like... love each other. Right. But to add on to what you said, and sometimes, and this is like going back to like, as far as gay centers, mm-hmm. I feel like I shouldn't... Like, I really don't want to attend some gay centers because I'm just another number to them. Mm-hmm. Basically, oh, we need PrEP numbers, so we need to get people on PrEP. Oh, we need um, HIV people. What's a PrEP number? Pre-exposure prophylaxis. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a pill that for people who are at high risk for HIV, mm-hmm. um, if you're taking PrEP regularly, uh, it decreases your chances for HIV for up to 92%. From the doctor. But see, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, those are all cool things, but it's like, don't treat me as just if I'm a number because right. I'm still a human being overall. Yeah, so, and that's the problem too. You know, and overall, like sometimes I feel like, you know, we don't care enough as far as a whole, like as, as, far, as, as far as the whole world because even though mm-hmm. when it comes to jobs, People be like, oh, I don't care. You know, I'll find a new job the next day. I'm like, but this is your job now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're providing the way for somebody else. And, you know, if it wasn't for somebody building the computer or building something, you know, for the side that we need, you know, we wouldn't have the things we have. So exactly. you say that you don't care about your job, you mean you don't care about this world. Okay. I mean, I was listening to them. Uh, this is Cedric. Um, I feel as that we shouldn't have any rules to express our sexuality or anything and have anybody say uh, negative things. I feel as that what she was saying that um, some about, I mean, I was listening, but some about how she was saying that we really need love. No. Nick, you need to love, when I mean you need to love each other, yeah, this yeah. is, I'm gonna really break it down. It's like, I don't know, because I, like, I, I'm in college, I went to a very dominant white college. I did. But, Regardless, because regardless of me being gay, I never got judged for it. I played rugby. I was on committees. I I did everything that you know you do in college. I never had a problem with it, and I realized that the reason I didn't have a problem with it was because people acknowledged each other, and the gay community. The reason why we're so 
in this big mess of this happening and people killing each other is because we don't love each other. You'll see a gay man get pushed in the street, but you won't stand up for him because that's not your business. What? Or you're closeted. You're gonna yeah. yeah or you're closeted. <laughs> no, or you're closeted. Yeah. Or a lesbian gets hit, you know, gets hit on, or gets raped, but the male, the gay man, won't do nothing about it. Why? Because you're not a lesbian. You're in the same group. You you get identified the same way in the same group. No, what I mean is, I will stand by my gay friends, gay male friends, by my transgender friends, by my bisexual friends, because at the end of the day, we get dice the same number. Well, it doesn't say these many gay men live in America. No, it says LGBT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why can't we stand as an LGBT group and not just keep breaking ourselves more down into more minorities with less numbers? We stand more powerful as a group. Mm-hmm. Stand near each other. Actually give yourself that voice. Nowadays, and it's like how cute you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like how many likes you got on Instagram. Right. Really? Right. Really? And is really one some... of the things that you're saying, sorry, this is Tyree. One of the things that you're saying is, you know, to love each other. And I think that's beautiful and you're right. That is so necessary. But how are you going to love somebody else if you don't love yourself? And that's so the thing. You have with, to love yourself. In right. the words of RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the problems is with all these negative images and and the stereotypes, and maybe it's religion, maybe it's culture, maybe it's like the homophobic culture within your family, whatever it is, it's being internalized. And so people who fall into like the LGBTQ community, I mean, you hear these things. And so it's very hard to overcome that and to love yourself. So how can I love you? Who, if, 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 if I hate myself, right. how can I love you? It you make it. Because this, this is a human, this is an actual medical fact. If you smile, endorphins goes up in your body. Oh, no, I mean, I agree with you. So you're going to have to fake it. It's one of those things where it's easier said than done. I mean, I, I love the whole, like... <laughs> You need to smile right now. I feel as that not just the lesbian, gay, and bisexual get target. This it's Cedric, me. by the way, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as that us trans people get target the most. Even within the LGBT. Yeah, we get we get targeted the most, and we don't do nothing. Yeah, to be honest, I feel like with um with the trans community, (laughs) yeah, it's tiger. With the trans community, I feel like you know they're not even up when it comes to our you know so called LGBT community. I feel like they're not even a part of it. We're we're not saying even though you know it's it's there like is the T stands there. I feel like you know when it comes down to it, it's either you know either gay, bisexual, or lesbian. You see, yeah, this is oh man, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have so I'm many so sorry. Right. No, but I wasn't finished. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm saying that I th- we're we're in it we're in it too. You feel me? We shouldn't be left out, but we're the most target one. Right. We're very unique. We may be small, but it's so much, and we may have some that that are that are very scared to come out because they feel like they're target. But you know what it is also if you're, it's it's mostly yes. <laughs> It's mostly because you are, you guys are more the most misunderstood per, um, mm. people out yes. there. So mm. it's like, you know, it's harder to understand, like, you know, what is it that the trans need or what is it about them that makes them them? So involve them. Okay. okay. But, to- <laughs> but it takes people like, you know, Cedric or somebody else to like speak up and just say something. Okay. And I that's the this- thing. Like, I'm sorry. This is Kay. But like, I'm so frustrated <laughs> because it's like, I'm tired of people making excuses. Like, stop making excuses. Take accountability for what it is. So yeah, so you may be closeted, you may be trans, you may be bisexual, whatever may have you, whatever you want, all right? At this given point in time, it's like, 
We have to start coming together. We have to love each other, like Lily said. We have to start recognizing Basically, ourselves. We family. Yeah, we yeah. have to start family. being family. And no, also try to start. Family. I don't oh, care. Sorry, sorry. Start <laughs> understanding each other. This is Tyree. Ty. Because, Doctor Tyree. Um, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Jesus said it. <laughs> in my my class, uh, actually, this was last week or this whatever it was last week and i was talking about um sexuality and well sexual minorities and health inequities um re- regarding the sexual minority like population so lesbian gay bisexual and trans um and I, there was this i did the you know the um the sexuality spectrum and of course like sex versus gender and the amount of time that i ended up focusing on gender and transgender and I kept getting all this pushback um, from people, and you know, you can't smack them because like you're not supposed to. Why not? <laughs> Another country. Um, Just real quick, right. go over. And they're they're like it's college, or they're adults, you know, and it's like lawsuit. Whatever. I mean, but okay. religion wise, but, you know, you probably but, can. You know, yeah, not yeah you know because <laughs> but, like, it was. Okay, but it okay. wasn't even like um, I mean, so there's people, some of whom are American, like born, some of whom came from other countries. Um, Africa, Russia, like part of uh, the Ukraine, whatever, another continent. And, you know, it's like, well, when I am from, like, I don't, if you're a man, then you're a man. If you're a woman, then you're a woman. Well, how do you know, like, well, then what's a woman? How can, so they're really a man. So it was this, con- and mind you, this is public health. So these are people who at some point in their careers, very soon in the near future, will be providing services to people. People who are going to come through their doors, some of whom will be trans. And these are people who are going to have to work with this population and not be able to understand, you know, so it's, it's just mind boggling and it's really frustrating and it's scary to know that somebody who is going to invalidate you as a person is supposed to try to help you. Yes with mm-hmm. mental health okay. services, with physical services, with, with finding, and also with the, we were t- talking about what's called, um, the uh, what's it called, the trans broken arm syndrome, mm-hmm. where it's when somebody who is transgender has a health problem, people assume it's automatically related to them being transgender, including having a broken arm. Like oh, seriously, like somebody was before. like, "Oh, and you have your your stomach hurts. Oh, it must be the hormones. Oh, your anxiety. Oh, it must be the hormones, or it must be because you're trans. Oh, you're this is what's happening. Oh, it's because of your everything. It somehow links back to them being trans, or they're they're discussing, you know, oh, are you transitioning or the hormones? It's like, well, dude, I broke my arm, so why are we talking about my hormones? I can understand if it's about you know what medication are you on and for, but if you're just gonna wrap up somebody's arm, you don't need to talk about you know HRT for like what ten minutes. Um, but so I was having this conversation with my students and the fact that these, again, and they're not like high school students, these are master's students. So they're adults. They have at least a bachelor's degree. And these are... <laughs> her face. She was like, her like her whole face priceless, like, like, like priceless. Like, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, but that's just like really scary. I actually have a question. When you were saying something about... Cedric. This is Cedric, by the way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dang. Um... When you were saying something about the, the transgender broken arms, I honestly don't. When people say that, they just want to be nosy. That's what I was going to say. Right. Doctors. Yeah. They just want to be nosy. Yeah. Be it's nosy. all about, like, oh, what like, you got? Are you transitioning? I, I, I came I here because I needed to talk to you about, like, I don't know, something that happened in my job, whatever. But people are like, oh, well, so where are you? What's your, did you have surgery or what? Like, hearing all these. So, uh, I have like, a question oh, for you. Sorry. Um, 
Tiger. Yes. yes. So Tyree, <laughs> being a um an educator, you know, and working with a whole bunch of people, you know, in and out the community, do you feel like there should be um a curriculum yes. based on yes. LGBTQ? Yes. yes. And at what mm-hmm. age do you believe or grade do you believe they should Fair be? Start. From start, I mean, obviously, you're not gonna talk to like a four year old and say, "Okay, well, they do the some sex women do sixth grade with other right. women. Yeah. They do the sex but, like, sixth grade. Why you, can that be included?" Yeah, I mean, like the whole thing is just like one of the problems Wrong. is that the community is not normalized. So. Um, if instead of obviously you're not going to necessarily talk about like what the potential sex activities are going to be for like you know again in kindergarten but saying like okay well some people have two moms some people have two dads some people have a mom and a dad some people have a grandmother some people have this so if you're starting to normalize it and if you're saying like oh well you know George Washington Carver yeah he was married to a man when he did blah 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 whatever the case is so I mean at least you start to see that okay the LGBTQ community hey the people and like normalizing it and one of my friends um actually one of my co-workers uh, she's talking about she's doing um, a speech soon and she was saying something about oh and transgenders transgender and i remember i said something like okay we want to be sure that we're putting in transgender woman transgender trans man because to emphasize the man the woman the mm. person the human as opposed to just saying transgender transgender you know so and that's one of the p- things is that people don't validate transgender people and it's just it's more like they are seen as this like experiment or this Mm -hmm. you know something other than and i I always think of your poem when you're like the otherizing of it Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. that's always like they're always something other and that's not it it shouldn't be that way and so Mm -hmm. when you start doing that at a young age and start allowing and validating instead of trying to put some like the little kid that was in the boy scouts um he's a trans boy and went to be in the boy scouts mm-hmm. and the kids didn't have a problem with yeah it was the adults. With, it was the adults that were all like you know pissing themselves over it so i mean like it just shows you that kids really don't care it's the adults that are the problem right. yeah. like so i'm gonna i'm gonna actually uh uh interject here this is an amazing conversation that's going on and i'm sure that we could go on for a while days um (laughs) which is awesome because it just makes me want to come back like do you think can we come back yes Yes, of course i would would love to like do like uh you know part two you know and a part three and a part four and track you guys and bring other people in into this conversation because this is an amazing conversation that needs to be out there and people need to be hearing your voices. And uh, before before we do a, a wrap up, I know some of you were in the middle of wanting to say something, but um, I just wanted to give uh, anyone who wants to, like, if you have like kind of a message. I mean, obviously, Lily has been really clear about love each other. You know, stay and, strong, baby. And, and, and uh, Cedric has been really clear about we are a family. You know, ultimately, if if there's anything like final kind of thoughts that you have that you want to share um, or questions that you want to pose to people who are listening. I want to give you a space to do that so that we have some. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is Tiger. Um, my best advice that I could give anybody is basically don't go by what people say and no, just never give up. If you always need help, there's always somebody around. You can always contact somebody. 
there's always somebody available even if your own family and your own friends can't even help you like there's somebody out there for you trust me there's anybody that would li- love to listen like and speak Dr. out Tyree. like yes Tyree is one of them it's, even if it comes down to when you go, and you guys eyes. are like in like the verge of suicide because I had those suicide thoughts myself like if you feel like you could reach out to me I, you could gladly reach out to me because I will be here for anybody who needs to reach yeah, out yeah, yeah. like if you Thank want my you. my Facebook my Facebook is Edwin Labrada um Instagram is like Tigers two thirteen. So please reach out. Make sure that you know you have somebody to talk to because you're never alone in situation. There's always somebody out there for you. Mm-hmm. I got Thank something. You. <laughs> you already know. I gotta say, man. I mean, um, damn. Um, don't don't be scared. Don't be. You should be brave for who you are. You should definitely love yourself. And if somebody that is also with you on this, they love you too. I love you all. Trans brothers and sisters, gay lesbians are all. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you, man. If y'all need any advice on not just transitioning, some people had a uh, DM me on Instagram about how did you come out? What's kind of different for everyone? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I can't tell you to come out. Right. I can tell you this, come out whenever you're ready. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mama Dukes, or Papa, whatever, will love to hear it whenever you're ready. I don't think they'll neglect you. Or whoever. They will love you for who you are. Because you know? people but don't I mean, teachers live with There's going to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Honestly, Even I can say this. Even if it's not blood family. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that everybody, not not everybody's with you, but I'm most definitely here for you. If if you're coming out to mom and dudes or all, and it comes out, turns out to be good, and you get accepted right then and there. Because I didn't get accepted right then and there. I got accepted on Christmas. So it was, you know, <laughs> man. I was you not happy. You should take a smile on his face right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I just feel as that, like, I'm definitely here for everyone. You know, I'm here for advice, information. You need any help. Uh, you can definitely contact me on Instagram. That is cedric.b, which is S-C-D-R-I-C. No, S-C-D-R-I-X dot B. And then on Facebook is just said. Are you saying dot being dot b dot b the as letter b yeah the b dot b okay. yeah okay. And, um, <laughs> Facebook is Cedric Giacobi. Uh, I'm here if anything information. If anybody that is willing to start your transition, I can definitely help you with the process. Or not just that, but if you need anybody to talk to, I'm definitely here for anybody because you know the love is love. You feel me? I'm mm-hmm. here for it. I respect no anybody. I support anybody. You feel me? anything i'm not i'm not a shame shameless person i'm not a harmful person i'm a person just like you with with expressions feelings experiments all that i'm definitely what you not just you know if you have anybody that is willing to like honestly if i was around anybody that was in my shoes right now they would be like you're a brave boy and i've been definitely getting them <laughs> dm messages like oh, i tear to your transition all that i cried once and see all the boxes i just can't believe that it's so fast i just can't believe it's fast either like <laughs> you know what i mean like i say to myself i'm like look in the mirror i'm like yo i just i just, I just can't believe it <laughs> like, boy, so i'm hearing i'm hearing that, that cedric you're really like you're really you have a lot of gratitude for your transition and that you really want to be there for other people. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely and there I for other people. I mean, I think that's really everybody in this room are like my brothers and sisters, so it really don't matter. I mean, you know, they support me, I support them. That's, that's how it's going to rock. Is there you anybody feel else? Me. Yeah. Jalen. Hey. Miss White Girl. Miss White Girl. Um, <laughs> it's Kia. Um, 
I'm gonna close out with know yourself, know your worth, be light and be love. Only because like you are living your life for yourself, not for no one else. Right. Um, know yourself, like know exactly where you want to go in life, how you're gonna go about doing it, and like if anyone like is really struggling with coming out, just know when know it's like know that some people are gonna leave, but then if it's family and family friends, whoever, if they if they leave, then so be it. But you're gonna come. You, you're gonna find another family who's gonna accept you with open arms. Like, I feel like at that point you have to learn how to sit here Tiger. and. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a habit. But at that point you have to you have to learn you know that you are your worst enemy and to surround yourself with positive people oh, because you know those people that will sit here and bring you down will sit here and have every single thought in your head exactly why you aren't better than them when you actually are exactly what I, what I said what I mean know yourself know your worth be light and be love mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. um this is K uh, ultimately what I could say is is that you know if like Cedric said if you're coming out like don't think of it as that think of it as inviting people in because like you're inviting people into your life Mm -hmm. and that's something beautiful you know but beyond that like you are who you are and it's like just don't ever change that for someone else because that's you are a beautiful person and if you need any of us like cedric is always there tiger jalen dr tyree (laughs) 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 and me so i'm here like i know that like there's not that many advocates out there for bisexual people but hey i'm here Mm -hmm. you got lily beth out here you got you'll always find somebody somebody will always be there and again you inviting people in so you get to choose who you want to know about you exactly Um, and this is um tiger just to add on just to let people know that you know i feel like you don't have to sit here and use the word coming out you you're not coming out you're letting people know your story because you know most straight people don't come out like oh hey i'm straight oh because i wish they would (laughs) (laughs) i'm straight (laughs) Um, drops mic so this is lily and i'm just gonna end it with one word and it's called breathe Mm. regardless of whatever goes on you know if you're having a bad day or someone says anything to you breathe and um someone told me that a very long time ago when i was going through my depression and my um you know suicide and everything that was going on they kept telling me to breathe because one breath in is another breath out you know um like cedric and tiger if you ever do need to contact me um i'll put my information with you um it's sonder lily x3 and is that Instagram? Yeah. Oh, wow. oh that, I thought that was the Twitter. <laughs> no, that'll have to say But um, reach out because sometimes you do, like Terry was mentioning, you do have to find peace within yourself. And that's not a journey that one, pa- one person takes. It takes a decision, and the minute you make the decision to try, then you're already accomplished one goal. So, Amen. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. Preach, Lily Beth. Um, so really, if you ever just feel like you just need a minute, just take that minute and, you know, breathe. That's all it, exactly. That's it. Mm-hmm. The next day will come and you'll breathe again. Hi, Tyree. Um, last thing I wanted to say is, first off, um, for those of you who are in the LGBTQ community and sometimes you feel like not everybody is for you, just know that even though not everybody is for you, there are some people who are. I am one of them. If you do need, just like a lot of people here have already said, um, to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Instagram or 
Facebook. Um, Instagram. It's I am Dr. Tyree. I, you know, and, and blah, yeah, okay. Um, same thing on Twitter. And if you want to reach out to me at Hudson Pride, it's a much easier email to find Tyree at HudsonPride.org. Um, and just to let everybody know that we do have support services and support groups for LGBT people. You so it's for, me. Yeah, we have Transview, which meets on Tuesdays. We got Youth Connect, which meets on Fridays. We have a men's group. We have like, you know, we're trying to start up a women's group. Um, so we have like all these different things um, and support. Like, you know, just uh, we have our gay prom that's coming up. You name June it. June 17th, um, by the way, 6 p.m. Whoop. to 10 p.m. at Hudson County. County Colony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 161 New Kirk Ave, Jersey City, New Jersey. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> That was K, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the white woman. <laughs> 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 I don't think she breathed at that moment. No, right? <laughs> hold it in. And the last thing I want to say is just to challenge yourself. So for those of you who are in the community, not in the community, whatever, whoever's listening to this, when you hear about somebody, their identity or a struggle that they're going with and you're starting to judge them, stop and take a minute to think, why do you think that way about them? So if you're like, oh, why are you gay? Why does that bother you so much? What is it about somebody being gay that that hurts your soul? Why is it, right. why oh, is right. it that... Or why are you straight? But, I've been right. listening. I'm not stuck in your dick, so mind your business. <laughs> oh, <laughs> snap, 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 snap. That's my yeah. baby. And, and that's Tiger. tiger <laughs> so um as i do at the end of uh queer speaks i share uh some of my spoken word and this is a piece that i wrote um uh, uh last year and it's called invisible slash visible to the blind in the light i am invisible no really i am invisible at least the part of me I wish most to be seen is invisible to most of you, even to me. What you see before you is a mirage of me, an es estimation of what you wish to see, a semi-fabrication of what I could be if only I would be who you want me to be, a square, a circle, a triangle. Something simple and easy on the eyes. Something that doesn't force you to memorize or realize or recognize anything new. Something familiar to you. Cause honestly, you don't wanna work that hard. And when I'm around mirrors, shards break off to the ground. Even my reflection can't be. It's been like this for as long as I can remember, not being seen, never a contender for anyone's attention. I thought for the longest time it was my fault. I thought for the longest time it was me stuck in a vault that no one could see, that I threw away my own key and forced myself into invisibility. But then, one day, I met someone new. Someone who looked at me differently, who talked to me differently, and I asked her, why? Why is she so different from everyone else? She said, my eyes aren't mirrors, they're microscopes. Mm. And I thought, that sounds really dope. <laughs> and we talked 
and talked and talked and she told me things about me I thought nobody could see. I heard her tell me secrets about me I never told anybody. She understood things about me that I hadn't even accepted. She resonated in my bones more than I had expected. I was visible to her. For the first time in my life, some one person saw me in all my multiplicity, in my dodecahedron-esque ethereal luminosity, in my way of walking through the earth holding hands with infinity. Suddenly, all the ways about me that I thought were invisible were not only visible, seeable, acceptable, but admissible. And if one person could see me... How many else could see me? And if they don't, is it that they can't or won't? Or could, but choose not to? Do you erase anyone around you? Do you not see folks in full view? Do you think someone is left, but really they're right? Do you think someone likes day, but really likes night? Who do you fit into your neat little cookie cutter figurines of the dozen or so way you see personalities? How do you feel knowing you're missing the mark, pretending to see while it's dark? And how do you feel now knowing that I see you not seeing me right now? I see you not seeing me right now. I know you're not an idiot. I know you're not stupid. I know you're not willfully, illfully malignant. But you know what else I know? You're blind. You're blind. You're blind to the Googleplex plus more intense complex complexes there are on this earth. You're blind to all the varieties and their worth. You're blind to how rose differs from blush, differs from pink. You're blind because you don't challenge yourself to think your way beyond what you're used to. You're blind because you demand everyone be familiar to you. And if you're blind, then maybe I'm not invisible. Maybe you just can't see me in all my multiplicity. Maybe it's so simple. Maybe I am visible and you're just blind. Yes, I am visible and you can't see me. You can't see me and who all who are like me because we're not who you want us to be. We won't ever be. And in case you're wondering, we're the majority. I am visible to everyone who chooses to see beyond their ideas. But most importantly than anything else, I am now visible to myself. Snappity snap snap. <laughs> oh I can't my snap god. Properly. Preach, baby girl. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. I, love it. I really like, do. Thank I you. As myself, so. Thank you. Thank you, Tiger, Jalen, Tyree, Lily, Connor, Kay, Cedric, Steven. Thank you to Hudson Pride Connections. Thank you for this amazing experience to all of you for the honor of being a part of this conversation. I hope to continue it with all of you and more. Thank you for listening to Queer Speak. Power to the peaceful and love to all y'all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Queer Speak, Keeping Up with Queer Culture is produced by Stephen Jones, Stand Up and Stand Out Productions, and me, Pandora Scooter. Thanks this week to our amazing guests, Tiger, Jalen, Lily, Connor, Kay, and Cedric. Thanks also to Tyree for setting this all up. Big ups to Stephen for co-hosting. Thanks Mac and Megan for editorial advice. For more episodes of Queer Speak, check out our channel on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher where you can also like our show. Comments and ideas for future episodes can be emailed to Pandora at PandoraScooter.com. Thanks so much for listening. Queer motherfucking speak, bitch.